You are listening to A Difference for One podcast, episode number 52. Bonus! I'm Michelle. I'm Nicole. I'm Sharice. And I'm Cami. We are the English Sisters. We come together to share life-changing methods of improvement through a variety of topics. We hope that above all, these discussions will help you feel that Jesus Christ is making a difference for you, the one. And we also hope that our podcast will inspire you to find simple ways that you can make a difference for one. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. If you listened to our last episode, episode 51, I promised you that I would come back with my daughter, Andrea, whom I talked about in that episode that she has dyslexia. And I explained some of the process of discovering it and how we've been able to work with her and things like that. But I wanted to get her in here and have a little interview with her and hear things from her perspective. And hopefully that will help you or someone you know with being able to see things through someone else's eyes. So welcome to our podcast today. Andrea, are you excited to be here? Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you. I'm 10 years old and I'm in fifth grade. I love blueberries and it's been a little bit hard with school, having dyslexia, with like math and reading and writing and all the other people like knowing all this stuff and then I don't. So you can tell the difference between what you see other kids in your class knowing and where you feel like you are at? Yeah. Do you feel like they read a lot better than you? Well, yes, because I've seen some of them go higher levels than me. Like, What do you mean by levels? Are you talking about reading levels? Yeah. Do you know what reading level you are on? No. So sometimes it can be frustrating to see them progress into higher levels and then you kind of feel like you're falling behind a little bit. Yes. But do you feel like it is a competition or do you feel like everybody needs to progress at their own pace and just worry about what they're doing? Um, it's not a competition. It's, I'm just trying my best and trying to get through school. That's really great. So tell me about when we first had you tested. Did you, back then, can you remember that far back? Not really. Do you remember feeling like it was frustrating that you couldn't get reading as fast as the other kids even back then? Yeah, it was kind of frustrating. I thought like I couldn't do this and I was so frustrated and I really didn't like school because I was falling behind. But you had some great teachers and great friends there. Did anybody ever make fun of you for not being able to read as, as well as anybody else? No, it's just I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I can't do this. I, all the other kids can do this, but I can't. So it was just hard. So we started your reading lessons two years ago, 
Do you feel like that has helped you to be able to catch up and understand reading better and be able to do better at school? Yes, I think I'm doing a lot better than I used to with the reading lessons. And do you feel like the skip counting has helped you to be able to do your multiplication better? Yes, that helps me a lot because in fifth grade, um, my teacher said that we were going to do a lot of multiplication. So we need to make sure we practice those songs because it's been a little while, right? Yeah. Do you feel like it's fair that you get pulled out of class for reading help and that you do reading lessons at home when you see other kids don't do that? Well, I rather get pulled out of the class and do my reading lessons so I can get through it instead of staying in class because I want to I want to be a better reader. I want to read like everybody else. That's great. And you have become such a wonderful reader. So I'm really proud of all of the hard work. One thing about Andrea is that she works really hard. You would never say that she's lazy or that she doesn't care about it because she works really hard to make sure that she is doing her best and learning the concepts that she's being taught. Do you have a lot of friends at school, Andrea? Um, well, yes, I do, but I only have one friend in my class that I know. I'm trying to make more friends as we go through the school year. Yeah, because you have, today will be your third day of school this year, right? Yes. Yeah, one thing that I've noticed about you is that you make friends really easily and that you get along with everyone. You're a very people person, I'd say. You're very you're very energetic, you're very kind and compassionate. You feel a lot for other people, and I think those kinds of skills can really help you to do whatever you want with your life. And I'm so glad that we can do the extra things to work with you so that you still feel like you can progress and and read and do all the things that you want to do. What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I don't remember what it's called, but I want to like make my own job and like make something new. Like an entrepreneur? Sure. Yeah, we've talked about entrepreneur, but that's a hard word for her to remember. Yeah. So did you know that a lot of dyslexics are entrepreneurs? No, I did not know that. Yeah, so dyslexics have a very special creative mind, and they are the the -the out-of-the-box thinkers, the ones that come up with the ideas and they have big goals and big concepts that they think about. And so you wanting to be an entrepreneur is right on with a lot of dyslexics. If you think about, um, there are a lot of dyslexics that are famous actors and owners of companies. And what they do is they hire someone that's really good with the academic side of things or the number side of things to do like the book work like you would do at school and they come up with the ideas and the creative side and so I think you would be really good at that whichever way you decide to go when you're older. 
Yeah. So I thought it would be fun today to tell you about some famous people that have dyslexia and have been super successful in their lives. First of all, do you know who Thomas Edison is? No. He invented the light bulb and he has patented over 1,000 inventions. He has dyslexia. That's really cool. And when he was younger, his teacher said that he was dumb and incompetent and addled and that he wouldn't be able to succeed in life. He suggested that he drop out of school, but his mom didn't listen and she trained him herself. So then do you know who Pablo Picasso and Leonardo da Vinci are? Um, no. They are famous artists, really famous artists that they're paintings go for millions of dollars today. They were both dyslexic. Uh, how about Will Smith? Do you know who that is? Um, yes. Who's Will Smith? Um, he's in Aladdin. He's a genie. Yeah. So Will Smith said learning to read was really difficult, but now he can memorize multiple scripts in one sitting. That's really cool. I would not, I would not be able to do that. Maybe someday if you train your brain how to look at it a different way and create things, it's not that you can't do it. It's that you have to figure out how your brain works to do it in a different way. So some other people are Steven Spielberg, who is a famous director and producer of movies, lots of movies like Jurassic Park and things like that. He said, dyslexia will not hold you back. You may have to dart between the raindrops to get where you want to go, but you can do it. You can learn to read and succeed in life. It's more common than you think dyslexia is, he was talking about. So then Tom Cruise is another famous actor. He learned to create visual pictures in his mind to be able to read. Do you know who Albert Einstein is? Um, kind of. Have you ever heard of people saying that Albert Einstein is like one of the most smartest people that ever lived? He's a genius. Yeah. So he said, everyone is a genius. But if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it is stupid. Do fish climb trees well? No. You could just be like that fish and other people are trying to get you to climb a tree and that's not going to work, but you got to learn how to be the best swimmer that there is and then you're going to succeed. And when he was in school, his teachers and classmates thought he was dumb because he couldn't read and stuff. And now he's thought to be one of the smartest people ever. Let's see who else. Alexander Graham Bell is a famous inventor. He invented the telephone. Orlando Bloom is a famous actor, and he said, you're part of an amazing club of dyslexics. Don't ever let anyone tell you that because you struggle with dyslexia, you're never going to make it in life because he makes a lot of money as an actor. Let's see, who else? Prince Harry, Johnny Depp, who is the pirate in Pirates of the Caribbean, the main pirate, he's dyslexic. Walt Disney. He's dyslexic? Yep. Steve Jobs. Do you know who that is? No. He invented, he owns the company Apple. 
so like Apple phones, iPhones, and computers and stuff. He's very famous, and um, he says, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Do you think you can change the world? Um, maybe. Maybe. I think you'll be able to change your part of the world however you want that to look. Yeah. Magic Johnson is a famous basketball player. Charles Schwab is one that created a really famous business. And he was one of those people I was saying who knew that he needed to have smart people around him that had different talents than he did to make his company really successful. And he was able to do that. And he said, many times I see a solution to something differently and quicker than other people. I see the end zone and say, this is where I want to go. Do you know who Robin Williams is? No. He was the other genie in the cartoon Aladdin. He was the voice for it. Oh. And he was dyslexic. He said, you are only given a little spark of madness. You mustn't lose it. So madness, sometimes people think madness is not a good thing. But he's saying, you, just that little bit in your brain that makes you different than other people is something you shouldn't change about yourself, but learn how to use it properly. And then Sam Tan, who is another um, famous businessman, said, the obstacle to success is lack of determination. And I can tell that you're really determined to um, learn how to read and be successful at school, right? Yeah. Henry Winkler was in a famous TV show called Happy Days a long time ago, and he said, you have greatness in you. Maybe school is difficult, but when you get out, you can soar like an eagle. And he said to educators and parents, see what the child needs and give it to them. Not coddling, but assisting them to succeed. A herd child is a powerful child. And then Agatha Christie is one of the most famous book writers that ever lived. She has sold over 2 billion copies of books. That's really impressive. And she said that she was a really bad speller all of her life. But of course, she always had editors that could edit her papers and help her with her spelling. After she wrote books, books and came up with the ideas of creative things that people would want to read about, someone else was able to fix the spelling mistakes. It's the creative part of your brain that is so amazing. And Nolan Ryan, who is a famous baseball player that made it into the Guinness Book of World Records. And he said that it was really frustrating, just like you said earlier today, that it was really frustrating in school. And he said he had horror stories to tell about what it feels like inside when you have dyslexia and it feels like people can't understand you. You are just like all of these amazing people, but you don't have to become rich or famous in your life to be successful in your life. You just have to find out what it is that you are happy about. What is it that you told me the other day? Remember when we were playing Would You Rather? You said, would you rather do something you love and make enough money to provide for your family or do something for a job that you hate and make lots and lots of money. And what did you say you'd rather? I'd rather love my job and get enough money to help my family. 
Yeah, and I think that's really great. And what do I always tell you that smart means? Is smart that you know all the answers? No, it means you're willing to work hard till it's done. Yeah, you're willing to work hard until it's done or until you figure out the problem, right? So I've had so much fun today talking with you and getting to um, listen to how your experience is and help you to learn a little bit about other people that have those same challenges. You have such an adorable voice. I hope I have an excuse to have you back on sometime. (laughs) I love you. I love you too. All right, and that's it for today. Until next time, bye. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If it resonates with you, the greatest compliment you could give is to share it with a friend who might benefit from it as well. Check out A Difference for One on Instagram for additional content. And if you have any questions, comments, a topic you'd like to hear about, or if you'd be interested in a free mini coaching session, send an email to a difference for one at gmail.com.